0: What's up viewers and listeners, my name is Jay, I'm a registered nutritionist based here in Bristol, working with BJJ enthusiasts across the globe. On today's episode, we had the world's most violent soap maker, Dan Bassett, the owner of Grappler Soap. Dan has many jobs which Intel give us a lot of funny stories to listen to. He has fought multiple MMA fights and is all around an epic person. In this episode, we talked about debut fights, banana suits, surviving jumping off a 27-foot seawall, how to scare pirates. Off and the growth of grappler soap, and much, much more. For our UK following, we will be at Grapple Fest tomorrow, so please come and say hello to myself and producer Tom. We will have our grip strength tester with us so you can see how your grip strength matches up against the pros. Look forward to seeing you all soon. Thank you for tuning in, and of course, if you're not subscribed, please click that button and turn on post notifications for further videos and updates. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Let's get into episode 12. Oos. Hey guys, my name is Jay. I'm the host of the BJJ Nutrition Podcast. We run the BJJ Nutrition Consultancy, making sure all of our jiu-jitsu athletes are performing to their best standard, eating with the right food and knowing what to do, but also making sure they're not doing anything silly with their weight cuts. We are on episode 12 today, and we have the great Mr... Mr. Bassett. There we go. There we go. Dan Bassett. Um, yeah. We'll be honest, guys. This is take two. We did, uh, we did try to record it, and I had to give Dan <laughs> the lovely voice up. <laughs> hey, mate. Um, you heard that two-hour episode that we did didn't record it
1: <laughs> the one the one that i left london 10 hours later than yeah. i needed to to get home for so that cost me 16 hours yes mate. of my holiday time we did save you from boozing too much though it was all good mate yeah you're forgiven uh, nutrition
0: forgiven. i was trying to think more long term for you yeah. yeah trying to think about your health yeah. all that type of stuff yeah it was um, good. but no thanks for obviously coming back mate obviously there's a little bit more time um it's been I'm gonna oh, pause you right there we pa-
2: didn't just cost you your time but i'll still be yeah
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> greta, i don't know who is greta fucking funberg <laughs> because that little fucker uh, 130 pound clean air fine um mm-hmm. because i followed my sat nav even though i knew that you, you said where you lived it was quite an easily landmarkable place followed sat nav <laughs> i thought why am i coming through here it's all 20 mile an hour zones i didn't get any speeding fine so i thought that was quite good um going past trojans at, at, at like i don't know obviously the limit but yeah. it's like 20 miles an hour it's like oh god good thought I got away with it yeah that turned up in the post like this week
0: oh, it makes any difference I think when we last saw Shane in Nottingham um, someone wanted to see the speedy car go past and all of a sudden it was like oh let's see how fast we can go in and he's like Jay
2: 30 mile power time and
0: I was like oh Jesus Christ and for the last two months we've been sat here waiting for that post to come through the yeah, door like, a yeah. little brown letter of like oh, important please read
2: like, yeah. so what we'll probably do is set up a little GoFundMe link yes. to uh, yes. pay for uh, Mr Bassett's fucking for, for clean air every bar of soap's sold yeah, yeah every bar of soap sold <laughs> 10 is no.
1: So for the next for the next week there is no clean water going to kids in Africa <laughs> so it's, go, it's going to the mayor of Bristol don't go back um, to <laughs> no we'll carry on doing that I'm only joking oh
0: god but mate yeah thanks for coming back it's been great to see if, if anything from an outsider's point of view things have just been booming for you yeah, which yeah. is really really cool um, crazy. which is good but I've obviously we've done this once before but we'll go, we'll go back over some old territory and stuff do you want to give a little bit of background about yourself what yeah, you yeah. did previously work-wise or again
1: obviously uh, yeah. jiu-jitsu wise that MMA type of thing so um, funnily enough uh, for my friends who they're all kind of used to it now in fairness and, and they're, they're on board with it but for them at first for people to know me as a soap maker was hilarious for them um, as it was before that when uh you know like with down in cornwall people oh he's a cage fire because it was doing a bit of mma <laughs> and that was like oh what's he doing or is he fighting in the cage what an idiot like <laughs> yeah. and so but you know it's like when you step out of your comfort zone you take something new on if it doesn't quite fit with people's perception of who you are it can yeah. be it can be a bit of a rub and and it also is a lot of room in there for hilarity and, and abuse which i've experienced a lot of obviously yeah um, so yeah i did a bit of mma um i do obviously i'm a soap maker um, I actually do a bit of art as well. Um, I, I've got a clothing brand and men's skincare brand that I've just started called Cult Brand UK. Yes, yes. We'll um, but right. we're not here to talk about that. I've also uh, got a security job up in London, which I work two weeks on, two weeks off. I'm not here to talk about that either. And I'm also an on call firefighter, which we are not here to talk about. <laughs> um, and sporting wise, um, I was a rugby player with hands like dildos. <laughs> um i was a winger i was fast as fuck i didn't want to be on the wing i couldn't catch the ball if you passed me to it all i really wanted to do was throw the handbags around when it kicked off and i loved it and i did it with alacrity and enthusiasm um, all the while much to my detriment of myself and my playing ability what little i had Um, and then eventually i kind of thought why am i doing this a because i couldn't catch a ball B, I was getting a bit disillusioned with just battering my body, yep. um, all the time. Maybe other people weren't doing the same sort of thing. Some of the youngsters, uh, I thought maybe I'll go and try a little bit of kickboxing. Um, went a bit, went and sort of did a bit of kickboxing, like striking. Um, you know, I don't have, I don't have many talents. What I definitely have got is power in both my hands. I can, I can knock people out of either hand. Mm. Um, and that's not me being gobby. That's fucking true, and it's apparent, <laughs> and you know i can prove it um i read in my past uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> dr Squatch can fuck off our um, he can find out <laughs> yeah he can find that oh there's a story behind that as well actually um so yeah so then it eventually led me to um doing a well actually what led me to jiu-jitsu and mma was a conversation between two friends of mine uh one of which is near with us about um getting into mma and then um and i was just taking mickey out of them really and then um there was a guy the guy that trained me went up to a seminar and he came back from this seminar and he said um he said oh, i chat chatting with uh, a guy i know and uh, he said to me i've got this really hard bloke training with me he's been here six months so my guy says um well, I've got this lad training with me. It's really hard. He's been there for three months. Goes, <laughs> my hard guy
0: versus your yeah, hard yeah. guy. And he was like, I
1: oh, know my lad now. And, and, and my guy Ray was like, no, no, my, my bloke will be your blake. F- <laughs> so he came back and said, Do you fancy it? I was like, Yeah. Um, and then I was like, Well, if we're going to do this, the guy was called James. I won't say his surname, but he's from Plymouth and supposedly hard nut, like a lot of people are that put the name down for MMA and then yeah. disappear. Yeah, It's not fighting when you've got five pints of Stella in you for, for yeah. your nerves or whatever you know it sounds um, like a weather spoon and a, and a line of chop or whatever <laughs> yeah. it's um it's a bit different and the the adrenaline manifests in different ways and a lot of people just scarper don't they so um, 36 hours for the fight when i sold 25 tickets at 20 quid a pop or 20 quid 20 tickets at 25 quid a pop i can't remember which one it was on andy costello's show who is a great person to speak to what a character um strength and honor in exeter uh, I got a phone call the day before. Your guy's done a runner. His coach can't get hold of him. He's um, shit himself, basically. So not being, uh, you know, I don't know how old I was at the time, 27, 28. I thought it was an old, old salt at the time, obviously. Um, I was like, well, you better get me a stand-in. Because I felt like my head was going to explode if I didn't, yeah. didn't have a have a rack. And um, he said, no one will, no one will, no one wants to fight at short notice. I said, well go and ask. So he he phoned me back and he said, look, he said, the only guy that'll fight you at short notice. He's had eight professional fights, and he's a really tough motherfucker. And I was like, oh, yeah. And that was the other thing. I said, well, we'll fight professional because we we may as well. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, okay. Um, So the only guy that would fight pro at short notice, uh, a guy called Cy Phillips um, from uh, this way somewhere, uh, Fightworks, I think he was at, he'd had eight pro fights. And he was a real tough motherfucker. That was the quote. And I went, well, brilliant. So am I. (laughs) And Jesus Christ. um, We walked in. So I I was like the stranger from St. Ives, and and the local crowd knew this guy as well. He he was top-notch. Two of my mates are uh, really good, really good level judokers. Uh, one recognised him, one recognised his coach from British studio Setup. Yeah. They were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, so he comes in, they like, his background is, and it was like, Roman Greco wrestling, judo, oh, jiu-jitsu, uh, boxing, <laughs> Thai boxing, something like that, right? And yeah. then they go, in the blue corner. I was like, oh, I'm buzzing because I'm in the blue corner. I'm from St. Ives and we're the blues. Are. Yeah. I'm like, yes he goes it's his debut and i was like boo (laughs) we're in this nightclub and the pissed up people in exit right and he go uh he's from Senai, so boo he's got a background in and the the guy asked me beforehand and then he was like no i can't put that and i was like put it and then uh like andy was like yeah no just put it so he goes he's got a background in rugby (laughs) and it just went quiet right and then everybody goes yeah (laughs) But anyway like uh, like a like a mug with three months of um mma training who was just out for a scrap i just went at this guy he obviously thought i just put him on the deck put me on deck got me in um uh, juju tommy and i i was so pissed on adrenaline uh, I, and, I, oh, and I told my corner, listen, if it looks like I'm in trouble, don't throw the towel in, because I'm not having that. They took me really, really literally on that, right? <laughs> Got me in a studio, you could tell me, and I'm so pissed and adrenaline, I'm just telling him to break my arm, literally. <laughs> and everybody's like, no, you rolled out of it. I, di- I did roll out of it in the end, but he didn't want to break my arm. He could have just broke it, I'm sure. Um, my arm was knackered for about 18 months in fairness, um, so maybe you did have a go. <laughs> um but he rolled I rolled it and then he just transitioned into a salivary and he just punched me in the face and all I could do was like do this cycle of laugh, growl and, and egg him on. <laughs> growl. And so I was going, ah, ha hard, harder, and he go bang, I go, ah like and that was it. And
0: uh growl, like growl like call me daddy like, was, <laughs> like yeah.
1: it wasn't it wasn't like kinky fun, it was just me getting a paste in. But um yeah, that was like the that was the third or second hand i broke on my face at the, that point i've done four on my face and one on my ribs Ugh. um uh but yeah so that was that was, that was mma yeah, yeah that was fight one mma guessing he um, won he won yes. yeah <laughs> yeah um his next four fights were on m1 in japan oh wow Do you okay. know what i mean <laughs> at least you got that one <laughs> Which i only I mean, found out like last year uh i saw andy costello on the podcast and uh I thought no way that takes me down memory lane and I looked yeah. at this guy and I was like, "Ah, oh, Jesus, what a muppet I was!" Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know though. I didn't. And, and in fairness to me as well, it wasn't like I was like, "I'm going to go in and fight this guy because I think I can have him." I was meant to be fighting this other numpty yeah. from Plymouth who thought he was hard. Um, and and also as well, another another like little sort of um, uh, late late to the party caveat with that is like it wasn't like oh I'm hard and I was I'm in a pub trying to push push people around yeah. and try around. I was like. Do you know what? I think I'm. I think I'm quite tough, and I'm up for a fight. And all I want to do when I'm playing rugby is fight. So why don't I just go and fight someone who's who's hard and see where I am a bit. Test yourself. And that's and that's what I think. That's what I think MMA is really good for. So that was my, foray into it. Then I did a boxing fight on very late notice. I'd been on the piss for. I've been on the piss for twelve days. I'd had one day off. I had a text saying, "Can you fight on Friday night?" It was Thursday night i was dressed with my now wife my new missus at the time very new I said to her about it she's oh my god don't do that i said i'll let you know in the morning wake up in the morning i was like i'm gonna do it I turned up in this fight um and uh, basically i told them as well like "Look, i've not been i haven't trained for like four months i haven't sparred for I, I haven't trained for three months yeah i haven't sparred for four months um and uh i've just been on a piss for 12 days i was like, That's it. They told the, the guy was fighting all this. He kept coming into my changing room trying to psych me out. Well, like by this point, I didn't, I didn't know an awful lot about who I was and, and where I was like mentally. Yeah. But I, I knew enough to know that I don't need to psych myself up for a fight. I need to calm myself down for a fight. And um, so I'm just literally lying on a tie pad, listening to Alton John, Rocketman on repeat. And this guy keeps coming in, like eyeballing us. And, and the guys that, um, happened to meet out in thailand another story we won't go to um not dodgy one just long <laughs> um they were getting really irate with this guy coming in coming in coming in anyway so um mate of mine come in and said mate he goes, some um, who's cornering you i said oh fuck i haven't got a corner and he goes uh he goes well have you got a bottle of water i was like no and he goes all oh, right they're in there telling him that you haven't trained for four months and that you've been on the piss for 12 days i was like that's true And that you're just going to wear yourself out in the first round and and the first minute of the first round, and all he's got to do is survive that. And I went, right, okay. He gets, what are we going to do about the water? I said, and I, like, honestly, it might not have been as, like, as, like, concise and panache as this, but, you know, this is like the 20 year later version, whatever it is. Um, I was like, fuck it. Let's play into it. Let's just go for it, and we'll try and knock him out in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Go in. I love it. Go in, and, uh, yeah, in, I think it was. It was a minute twenty-one, or a minute. It's like a minute twenty-one, or a minute. no, It was a minute eighteen, and there were two standing eight counts in that, and they, and he was out for about five minutes. Like honestly, I thought sort I of killed him. Oh wow! And the referee was like that, so I thought I broke his jaw, and his legs were like twitching like that, and I was like oh, for like for, for minutes, and oh, I was shit. like, oh, I've killed this guy. Oh. But it was honestly, I was, it was such a for me, like looking back at it, it's, it's embarrassing because I was so like again on on the adrenaline. Mm. But I kind of I lean into that as well. I don't try and get away from that because I'm just doing it to get it out of my system. Yeah. So why would I like go in there and try and be like a professional athlete that's not you know, trying to perform as, as well as they can? I'm trying to exercise like yeah. the side of me that wants to go and have a scrap you know it's funny you say about the whole rugby situation like previously
0: it's like this image of like i don't know the ruckus being on that side of the pitch you on the opposite end of the wing and just like i don't know it's like a wwe sort of like chair right. and here he comes into <laughs> the ring mate, and <laughs> i was
1: brought the chair table or whatever ten stone dripping yeah. wet full of fuck yeah <laughs> oh, yeah yeah mate, um yeah.
0: but mate, that's it's wicked in terms of that and just getting it out there and i think Uh, Again, I think we've, again, I know you didn't want to talk about the other brand that obviously you are starting and stuff like that, but trying to obviously, trying to get, mm, I'd say probably mental health in the right place in terms of how to execute it in the right ways and and uh, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and and like with that as well, like I've got, I'm I'm quite a sceptical person. Naturally, but I'm also I'm also like weirdly quite optimistic. I don't, my missus says I'm quite complicated. I think I think I'm quite <laughs> straightforward. Um, everybody's always talking about mental health, but like some sometimes the way it comes across, I'm like ah oh, like. And rather than sort of talking about hey look, let's all talk about feelings, all that sort of stuff, I would rather just if I can if I can like put things if I can promote things and promulgate what I think is a path for for men. Mm. Um, what would be a path for me? It's yep. like, you know, like they had the saying like, be the father of the boy you, you were. Yep. Um, so if I could go like, right, well, what would help me? What would I want to see? Like, and then like, there's people that I'm now talking to, like, uh, they're that, that just so inspiring and now they're in my network, you yeah. know? And I'm like, why wouldn't I try and get this person in front of as many people as I can yeah. and just, you know, and, and all, all the while as well, if I can cover my costs with that, um, by, you know, selling the clave expand my sp- skincare range because i don't want to water down grapplers soap. but don't want to make it for about non-grapplers yeah. it, it, it is for non-grapplers as well obviously but I de- like the brand is the brand it's and i'm, I'm not going to piss on that or piss yeah. into it so um so yeah so that's that's going to go and it's going to be you've got to push these things uphill for a for a year Definitely. or two um but then it will snowball. Grappler soap's snowballing already, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I um... can't,
0: can't deny that. And I think what you're saying there's something which I know we've talk, talked about off-air before, is that, again, one of my own personal mottos, obviously, for this, or mantras, I appreciate mantras technically, I'm to say it, but yeah. is I'll clap for everyone else until it's my turn. Yeah. And it's the idea that I just want to elevate everyone else around me because it's only going to come back. Mate, and like I said, know. I think from the way that you promote, obviously, the brand, and we've chatted about this loads of times, obviously, and about how we look at stuff, it's like... Yeah. I'm not here for money bags in the slightest bit. Like, all the merch that we've got, obviously, for our... That's good, because our... I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: don't get me there's a bit of an element to it all, but, like, there's, ele- there's parts to it, right, which, like, all of our merch that we've got with, like, the BJJ Nutrition logo, all that type of stuff, right, we can get... Uh... A couple of pennies off here and there. I'm like, I'm not going to make anything off that. Yeah. Just going to charity. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I can put that into something else. And obviously, likewise, you mentioned you obviously got this with the soap and stuff, which yeah. is really, really cool. Um, sorry, a little bit of a tangent there. Obviously no, it's all that. good, mate. It's all um. Good with the boxing then no, obviously MMA we were I'm guessing obviously went back to MMA again or so the,
1: the next one the next one for me I was doing um tie fight or something like that I don't no know. no <laughs> so then. so I was um I was in the Royal Navy for a little bit and then um when I left the uh Royal Navy um I came back home to St Ives uh Cornwall and I joined the lifeboat crew which is basically my my ambitions as a child was to play rugby for St Ives and be on the lifeboat crew like I wish I'd like set myself up a bit higher, but that's what I wanted to do. (laughs) So I went home, joined the lifeboat crew, loved it. It was good fun. Um, And then um, it's always, it's always the way I don't know in my life, I don't know if it's the same for everybody else, but when you do something for not necessarily like uh, philanthropic or altruistic motives, but when you do something just because you think that's a good thing to do, um, good things generally come back to you in other ways. Like, Mm. so when I send soap out to, Someone messaged me, said, oh, um, my, my little girl and my little boy's got eczema, and, you know, he's six and in quite a bit of discomfort a bit, you know, will your soap be any good? Yeah, yeah, send me your address. And uh, they're like, no, no, I'll buy it. Like, no, no, just send me your address. I'll send it out. The more of that that I do, like, not trying to be Jesus of the soap world or anything like that, but... The more you give away, the more it comes back. And <laughs> it could it's be the next <laughs> and Jesus. Jesus, the yeah. Of that's my fucking beard? I left my beard in the car. Yeah. We told you
0: about no ye Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, He's hilarious. Yeah, no Jesus. To... Yeah, no yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, then, you know, he's good. He's class as well, isn't he? Yeah. But um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I came back joined the lifeboat crew. What Was he going with that?
0: About what he did next? Obviously, was it boxing? What Utah, I did next? MMA. Yeah. So,
1: so I then got a load of boating tickets. Um, I was skipper in boats for a little bit, which I thought would be my dream job. It was boring because there were a bunch of miserable bastards who were the technicians that were ferrying around all the time. Didn't last two minutes in that. Um, my now wife um, uh, knew, knew that I was thinking about going into um, doing my close protection quals. Um, she said she knew I couldn't afford it as well. So she came home one day and she said, um, I've put a thousand pounds in your bank. Um, go and do. That course you're looking at because you're miserable and I know you're not a bloke that's normally miserable. Um so I was like, fucking hell, like who who is this chick? Um She's a keeper. Yeah, so yeah, she was a keeper, yeah, definitely. Um so I went and did it. Um I'd got a mate of mine interested. He went and did the course. He's now worth millions and millions of pounds. Like it's awesome. Um, like this is like what let's just say like fifteen years ago, so I think it's a little bit more, fifteen years ago, roughly. We're living in a shared house. Um, you know, don't it's not hovel or anything like that, but we're just we're just boys, like we're like yeah. um j- just boys being boys. Um in this shared house, you know, we had bugger all furniture and it wasn't bad, we had the T V and stuff, but like we were just using it as a place to sleep and like yeah. go on a piss. Um and then we both did this uh course. We're doing like we're doing security like on, on the doors and we're doing security at like the university and I, like, I have to deal with these little fucking assholes that think they're going to do a three year course at um, Falmouth University and then st- step into it. Literally one told me one day, she goes, hey, you think you're good, do you? Because you're a minimum wage walking around here. I was like, you think you're good? So what are you going to do when you leave here? She goes, I'm going to be a magazine editor. And I was like, are you fuck?" Shit. Like, she's like, I'm reporting you. I like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I didn't care. Um, but yeah, so it was 18 months of literally cold calling people um, and sending out emails. Because I had no, absolutely no contact in, in um, close protection. I'm ex-Navy. There's, there's like, I know of like maybe one other person in close protection of two other people in um yeah, yeah, yeah. i would thought it'd been quite a lot of piracy haven't... no it's it's generally uh um army raw marines and powers basically um uh, okay that so then when sense. the when the piracy when this piracy thing kicked off with the somali pirates I uh, got into that because um i had the boating qualifications from the lifeboat right um i was a very good fast boat coxswain um because down our way we've got really dodgy sea um loads of surf and you get very good. I and mean, also we've grown up around that sort of stuff. Mm. I mean, like my granddad's fisherman, my dad's a bit of fishing on and off. Um growing up in boats, so a good waterman, you know, surf a bit. Um so yeah, can you drive a gunboat? Yeah, I could do that. Like little did I know these gunboat jobs were absolutely stinking. It's like forty five, fifty degrees in the Red Sea. They're <laughs> flat bottomed. Then the Red Sea's like fucking that and like there's no like the oh, it was dodgy. Anyway Got in on that, got out of that, and then um about a couple of years of freelance got in with a really good firm um because I'd built up a reputation in that. And um, yeah, so I was doing the whole um the whole uh Somali Pirate thing for a little bit for well say three years, what was really good. Um then we had um oh mate, Christmas Christmas Day 2010. I gave my missus a quick call off the sat phone. Um, I thought better ringer now because <laughs> we literally had <laughs> literally had uh, Somali pirates kept coming in in the skiffs and we were meant to have these uh, uh like Benelli's or something like that uh, long turn up weapons. Yep. Um, and they didn't turn up. Anyway, mate, it come down to my cabin, knocked on my cabin. He went, mate, the fucking, the, the fucking weapons haven't turned up. I went, right, tell them we're not going anywhere. He goes, mate, we pushed off an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had no freeboard. So it's like a metre from the sea up to the deck, right? right? We were doing eight knots. And it's like, this all the things we know is like that makes you super vulnerable. We're like, oh, no. So Christmas Day, 2010, we're off Djibouti. And these pirates are coming in for two hours literally bluffing them with a wooden AK-47 <laughs> that they found a stencil online yeah. got the chippy to make it out of um, MDF yeah. painted it black and we're going ah pointing out <laughs> and they're the fucking off we we're like maybe, maybe, maybe like get to this Dutch warship and, and then a yank turned up as well and we were like yeah we're saved <laughs> so I ring my missus up off the sat phone very quickly because I thought I might be going for a, for a very long stayed smile in yeah. a minute I'm like you are right, oh, I'm sorry I haven't really got long she's like you okay I was like yeah yeah really good I'm, anyway I've got to go um, I'll speak to you later alright she's like okay You're like, what colour do
0: you think an AK-47 looks yeah. like like well, trying yeah, to scribble I'm it like in like pink, and
1: <laughs> when he got blind is that good? <laughs> yeah, would
0: you believe uh, it yeah okay yeah, yeah that'll do anything i'll do
1: um but yeah so that was that was as i was um getting into uh that that sort of um industry i was having to do jobs that i would advise anybody not to do like doing somali piracy um counter piracy or sorry anti-piracy whatever you want to call it um counter piracy would have been right um scaring off pirates for a living without a gun is a fucking bad way to make a living but um that was how i had to get in and uh, Proved myself that I could uh, yeah. be reliable. Um, it did me well. I got in one of the best firms and then I had a really good career in that. Saw the writings on the wall with the money coming down. Um, we had our first child on the way. Mm. Um, we were in Egypt in uh, Cairo as the civil war was going on, the Arab Spring and all that, um, which was quite interesting. Um, and then I had a phone call from my wife and the house had flooded and I, I instantly thought when the phone rang that she'd lost a baby because she was eight months pregnant and I was like do you know what I need to get into the UK here to be on the end of a phone at yeah. least managed to get very lucky looking after a place in Gloucester and then um, I got taken on um, where I've been now for um, nearly nine years which I, I won't go into I won't talk about that for privacy reasons but um, really nice job really good people and um, very yeah. happy so yeah and then so got into um, fire service on call about f- four years ago, something like that. Um, and that's great. Like the pay's a bit rubbish, but. I've got well
0: again. I think my own uncle was fireman here. I, I think obviously at Bristol. They yeah, had the, I think the last bar in in the actual fire service out of the whole country. Yeah, of yeah,
1: yeah. They all so used to have bars. All, all used
0: to, they had the last remaining one. And then I've also got an uncle who used to be a recruitment officer for it. But um, yeah. yeah, all good
1: clique of people to be fair. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, it's good. It's good everyone. fun, and like you get a bit annoyed of it because you get silly jobs, or you know you have to go on a course or whatever, and you're like, ah, oh, and it's yeah. it's a big um, big demand on you, especially because I'm away and I've got to say and I've got a cult. And I've got a bit of painting that I try and do. And yeah. then I've got a missus and two kids that are, like, they're on my priorities. Yeah, but everything yeah, else has to fit in. And... Fit in,
0: yeah. I think, I think Anthony put it very well in terms of uh, when he heard, uh, so Crocker when he was on last, about a currency which we don't really look, look at is time, mm-hmm. right, in the sense of where's that going to be put into. And then likewise on another podcast I heard elsewhere was that if you're going to be good at something, what are you prepared to be really shit at? Yeah, yeah, yeah and you've got to got to be that yeah, it can't yeah. I'm going to be gonna be perfectly everything because it's just not gonna
1: happen i mean i it always it always makes me laugh when you listen to podcasts right and um you, you've got somebody on it who they're they're not they're not one of the the goats you know they're not the goat but they're saying like, you've got to be 100 percent committed to something I'm completely pissed on it to to be great and that's what i'm doing and i always think like that's what that's awesome, and um, it's admirable to do that for for that one thing. But like, I would much rather be, you know, a good dad, a good friend, a mm. good husband, and then, you know, make some very good soap, rather yeah. than you know, sort of saying, you know, ah, oh, I'm a I'm a black belt soap maker, like. I'm not a black belt sew maker. I'm a fucking purple belt sew maker. Yeah. That has got this one thing that can fuck up all the other sew makers. It's
0: like the guy who so, knows he'll hook everyone.
1: Oh, <laughs> I I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sandbag, you know, like, I, and I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not into the sport grappling scene, right? This could be like my, you know, going to these unpopular views, probably everyone would be like, oh, what well, wanker. Um, when you get like X, who's like, uh, say, a blue belt or a purple belt or whatever, yep. and, and uh, they're going to the world and, you know, oh, and and then, but they're, and they're like, they're so good already. Mm. Like, well, what, why are you a blue belt? Like, I always wonder that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Did, so. did they like,
1: did they, did your coach systematically not teach you anything more than blue belt skills and make you really good at them? <laughs> Or are you really a purple belt or a brown belt? It,
0: it, it is quite an interesting thing. It and, does come up quite. A and bit. I don't know. And that's
1: not me saying. No, no. I know. But like, is it, I even know.
0: from an outsider's point of view, so I know obviously you've got a mixture of obviously sports that you're into mm. and that type of stuff. But it is a very sort of interesting topic to say the least, because it, that goes to my mind as well. Because you see some of the blue belts who are exceptionally good, right? and know a lot more than a blue belt does, yeah, yeah. yet they're still at blue belt, and obviously the whole sandbagging comes into mind, but depending on the school that you go to, and what the the idea of it is, you can see that some of it's timed, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure if you've got a hot prospect, who's going to Worlds, right, and you think, do you know what, this guy could get podium or gold, should we yeah. say, I ain't going to kick him in the teeth here, and go, he's <laughs> a purple by the <laughs> way, the purple. week before the <laughs> comp, yeah? Yeah, yeah. now don't get me wrong, if you've got, a position within your school that, I don't know, you just want to get them out there, be really tough. Like I always say that like, the first blue belt competition I got a week before was white belt. And I had the full intention of getting, like, I think it was an all-stars competition, getting the absolute yeah. belt. I was like, yeah, I'm going to smash up all the white yeah, belts. And, belt. yeah, yeah. and then they gave me a belt the week before. I was like, fuck, <laughs> this is not the plan type thing. And um, yeah, it just happens. But at the same time, it was interesting enough, I think, even two weeks before that, I ended up doing a grapple industries competition, yeah. and the absolute is all belts, all submissions. And I didn't realize it for like three right, days before, okay. and I was like, shit, what the fuck's gonna happen here? <laughs> First match I went to get a blue belt, I was winning 10-3 on points. I was on the guy's back, had the arm trapped, made one stupid mistake, which stays in my head rent-free ever since, where yeah. I crossed my leg, I crossed my feet, and he fucking talked my knee. I was like, ah, fuck's sake. that's like, lesson, though. Yeah, like, ever yeah, since then, yeah, I've yeah. been catching other people who I'm like, don't cross your feet, don't fucking yeah, do it. Don't do it. Um, and I was like, Oh wow, okay. I'm still technically a white belt, and I didn't get steamrolled by the blue belt who's also heavier than me. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And it it comes to the point now, like, it, does there need to be a belt system? But, Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, but all the all the belts, and like I said, I'm I'm no authority on on anything, you know. Um, so people might shoot me down for saying this, but all the belts are is for me, is a way of your coach recognizing your hard work and your commitment and, yep. your, and your and your skill level as mm-hmm. he sees it, and it might be, you know it's like that Ikigari thing that I that I love, you know, the overlapping sort of Venn mm. Um, It might be that, you know, some people are more committed than they are talented, than they are skillful and some people might be really skillful and not that talented, you know, like, I, I don't know, like, it's just a, a way of saying, oh, you know, you've been 10 out, you've been putting hard work and you're about here and it, you know, I was, I started grappling in, in what, 2008, 2009, like on and off and mostly more off than on but, um, then I started going a bit more committed, you know, a few years back, sort of four or five years back, probably. Um, and uh, I thought, I oh, do you know I start turning up here, and I was a white belt with no stripes. Yeah. And I'd turn up and do a bit of ghee just because the lesson was on, you know, before or after no and People go, oh, sandbagger. I'm like, sandbagger. Like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I'm 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 humbled every time someone puts a photo of me with a white belt. On, yeah. Because they go, oh, I thought you've been doing it years. Why are you a white belt? Yeah. Why haven't you got any stripes? I'm like. Hey, look, if you, like, if you want to give me a purple belt, I'll take it, yeah. right? And I'll fight anybody that says I'm not, I can't have it. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't, like, did, I'm not, I don't want a white belt. Give yeah. me whatever belt you want. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an odd one with the belts. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a nice, you know, everybody loves it when the coach gets his tape out and everybody's gutted when you don't get a little... I think it showed a me struck. a real
0: earlier, I think it was. It was like, what people think happens at Jiu-Jitsu competitions is this brown belt of the world and the coach chucks it in the black belt. Yeah, And yeah. it's like, what happens in my club? He's like walking out with a blue belt and the coach chucks a white belt at him.
2: just, <laughs> <to say>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just
0: like, that uh, would be class. Imagine if there was demotions. Yeah. That would be a wicked oh my role. That would be interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. So, obviously, lots of different experiences and lots of different backgrounds. If you don't want me saying mm. obviously, with everything that you've done, and we pick up information from other people around us, and obviously, being BJJ Nutrition and stuff like that, obviously, you want to talk a little about your diet and that type of thing, yeah. Has it changed differently? I know, obviously, we've talked about what you're currently doing now. What you're trying to do. Did it ever differ from that? Is now everything? Yes. Of thing? Yes. Um, what, what have you tried, or what hasn't? What's worked? What's not worked
1: for you, etc. So the different phases of of a uh, Daniel Bassett was growing up like every other kid does, eating all the stuff every other kid does. Yep. Then hearing that oh, if you want to get massive, you just need to be eating all the time. So I was just eating everything. Someone told me you need to eat a lot of carbs. So yep. like so I was just smashing in calories. And it really wasn't terrible advice because I, I've got a very fast metabolism. My dad was exactly the same. I didn't, you know, I wasn't five foot until I was about 16. Um, and then I just grew taller and I was really skinny. joined an at like under 10 stone, left just over 12 stone. Thought I was fucking hench as fuck <laughs> as well. Um so just smashing calories. Then did like the mutant mass phase oh, and all that. Everyone through oh, a moment oh, of that, God. don't they? Stinking, stinking. <laughs> um, but also, like I, I kind of I've got a bit of uh, a bit of nostalgia for those days. Um, then I my guts were always terrible because um, eating so many calories. Oh, probably the mutant mass. If for now believes me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even before that, my guts are terrible. Then I someone said, "Oh, you're probably not getting enough fibre, so I started like fibre. Then I took milk out of my diet because I used to drink like a pint of milk a day um dropped milk out of my diet and um my guts just got loads better mm. um then really the only sort of change I made was just because I was like oh do you know what? I could be a bit leaner here because I was getting a bit older I was like am I, I going to get fat like no I'm not going to do that but could I be a bit leaner like yeah I'll just start tinkering my diet a little bit more um just getting a bit cleaner knocking you know a few of the buns out and a few of the chocolate bars out a day um getting a bit cleaner with that then I started trying to eat loads of veg because I thought it I thought it made me feel good then um a few years back you know i had been reading and hearing loads about the carnivore diet for well uh, and i'm not i don't go uh, orthodox with anything you know i'm not i'm just not that guy um even when i'm in love with something i, I don't go like it's not all i want to do yeah. i was like do you know what i'm going to eat mostly meat um and see how i get on so i took all the veg out just ate more meat um my gut's got so much better like yeah. my, I feel feel better don't get me wrong it was it was meat and chocolate bars um, I've since swapped the chocolate bars for protein bars um, when I'm home it goes a little bit out the window um, probably one of my meals a day is with the missus and the kids yeah. and so you know I'll generally eat what they're having yeah. or I might tailor it for myself but my wife, my wife does the cooking uh, most of the time um, so yeah I'll just go along with that and I also it's nice to have a family meal you know and not be like oh darling I can't have that I need to eat lean meat
0: you yeah know? Like, do you so, know, on that point, I was going to say it's one of the big predecessors that, like or precursors, I say with clients, right? Is the fact that I don't want them to be following them. Don't get me wrong. There's some exceptions to this rule, like week before fight camp yeah, or yeah. a week week of fight camp, that type of thing, or fight night. There'll be some exceptions to that, and you like to think most people would, right? But it's the idea that we try and think long term in terms of what your kids are going to see, mm-hmm. how they're going to respond. Well, why is that having a different meal? yeah Yeah. why is he not having the vegetables and this type of stuff and all this time and it does all these little moments throughout our lives to affect us further in the long run type of thing and it's trying to what we try and say to clients i don't want you to be having separate meals to this i want you to learn what's in this food to begin with and how to make it work for you right and majority of time it's like don't eat like a fucking house for a boulder full of pasta for the street yeah like portion it out like a normal portion fucking size yeah enjoy it eat to like satisfaction not fullness there's a yeah, big yeah, difference yeah, yeah, in yeah. that yeah and just take it on board as to what you're doing because it's going to help everyone else in that family group it's a very fantastic environment to interact with your children again i got brought up with the sense of family meal time everyone sat down everyone's talking how's your day been? what you've been doing that type
1: of thing yeah, yeah. We, we have a good laugh and a, take the mickey out of yeah, each other yeah, exactly. it's good it's good time but good I, time. I like my kids are like like i'm like come on mate eat your veg so, they them will get like, oh, I, why don't I why do I have to eat it? She doesn't eat it. I was she's not having any afters. What? I'm like e- Eat your veg and you get some afters. Oh, why do we have to eat our veg? And you don't have to you don't have to uh eat any veg to get your afters. because yeah. I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like the surface level answer they get and then I'm like if you if you want to eat how I eat, yeah. then you don't have to eat veg. But you you don't want to eat steak because you don't want to eat <laughs> a cow. I so, can't afford any more veg. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah I can't afford any veg because I'm eating steak all the time. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you want to eat some cows, then yeah. then yeah, you. Know, I, in my opinion, I don't think you need to be eating all the veg because of ruminants. Um, yeah. And I know like it's it's very sort of taboo. Um, works for me, um, and, I, and it kind of annoys me as well. Like I. I there's, like, the side of me that is very sceptical and, and, like, l- looks like almost wanting to see a conspiracy. With, when you see, like, um, you know, how uh, fat was demonised, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the expense of sugar. And when you look at, like, the government guidelines for people's diets, and it's something like 60% of your plate should be carbohydrates for every meal. I'm like, I'm like why why do you need so much carbohydrates? It's
0: right. It's really fucking tricky because we did this at university, right, in the sense of... How can we simplify like food labels mm. so that everyone can understand? Yeah, yeah, right. And the thing is, is that you start through some of the food groups and you're like, oh, All right, cool. Yeah, let's have a, a bit of chicken. here. Yeah, that's fine. This is good. We're gonna we'll do the traffic light system green, yellow, red, that type of jazz, yeah. right? And the problem is, you go through these food groups, and then all of a sudden, you get something in front of you, which would be a mixture of like everything, and you're like, how the fuck do I simplify this, <laughs> right, and you're just like, and it, and it could be like a healthy dish all of a sudden, yeah, yeah? like take salmon, for example, yeah. right, quite high in calorie content, quite high in fat content, but it's also got some good protein source or in mince there. minced beef. Yeah, all minced beef, yeah, and it, it, it's one of these type of things, and you're like, well, where do I categorise this, because the actual fat content technically in comparison to some other food groups is high. I can't not highlight the fact it's got high fat content yeah. in there, but does that need to be demonised? Not necessarily. But then, how do I explain this to average Joe on the street who doesn't just, even like?
1: I like. I'm. I am not like. You know. I did like level three in like nutrition, whatever, is, weight loss, whatever. Like, yeah. Not nothing compared to like your your level of expertise in this. But people will say to me, "Oh, oh how do I how do I lose a bit weight?" I'm like, I can't tell you what to do. What I do is I just eat a little bit less carbohydrates. Right. Look at look at your calories because essentially, I know it's not easy, but it is simple. Like. Yeah. If you're in a surplus, you're going to gain weight. If you're in a deficit, you're going to lose yeah. weight. And 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 people go, oh, it's not as easy as that. No, it's not as easy as that. But it's as simple as that. Yes. And whatever way you get to that, find out where your calorie, where where your magic number is with your calories. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it's the intermittent fasting, even if it's some bollocks like um, Weight Watchers, where they turn calories into something like sins. fucking sins, yeah. right? So people can never crack the code for themselves and are always reliant on this fucking system. Oh, like, I what a fucking shit. Um, but that's there are good things with that as well it's like, it's like crossfit you know people can poke about crossfit but the community aspect of crossfit and mm-hmm. the community aspect of um, a swimming world or weight watch is where you're all accountable to peer group and you turn up every week and yep. if you're having a bad day with, or you want to eat some mashed potatoes you can text fucking fat trev and he'll say no nah, don't, don't, eat, don't eat the potatoes mate <laughs>
0: fat trev will give me a shout out me, yeah, yeah,
1: shout <laughs> out fat trev I've
0: got a t-shirt shout out fat trev shout out fat <laughs> trev, fat
1: trev. <laughs> Grapplersape.com That's oh, not my website <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyone listening Please send us pictures Of Fat Trev We want to see What the best one comes out Fat
1: Trev is on Grapplersape.com <laughs> MrBassist.com Is he
0: going to be Like a, like a card That they'd be like I don't know Like a, a You're only doing Stickers with these Haven't you You'll get a picture Of like You've got a mate, ticket I've got a
1: mate Called Trev And uh, I'm going to Yeah I'm going to Put put this his way, yeah. You'll know fat Trev. he will be like, "What? I'm not fat." He's
0: <laughs> <laughs> not over. You uh, you open a pack of gold, uh, we'll grab we've got a graphic set with on a golden ticket with fat Trev's yeah, face in there. Fat yeah, right, there we go. There we go. go.
1: That's the next component. Yeah, um, the golden ticket with fat Trev in it.
0: You're right there, but the thing is, is that if we if we go a little bit deeper into that sort of setup, there, right? If we look at high-fat content food groups in general, there's probably one group of foods should we say, which you can probably categorise as high-fat content, which is going to be things like nuts, right? Berries yeah, yeah. seeds. The rest of it is going to be more protein-based, should we say. Outside of that, you're looking at butters, oils, mm. things like this, which to the average Joe, unless you've got some keto warrior putting but- sticks of butter in their coffee type of thing, for whatever reason, I'm going, you've taken that from zero calories to 300 calories in the space of 30 seconds here. What's the fucking point? Um... Carbohydrates, in terms of the food group, is one of the easiest to reduce. Yeah. Because I give you a bowl of pasta, uh, I don't know, a 1,000 calories. Just just have half that bowl. Half that bowl. And you've got that done. And it's not as if you can't still function. You're still getting the energy volumes in there. It's a bit different in terms of conversation, in terms of sports performance, however. And like I said, I think we'll... We'll probably talk about that another day in terms of, obviously, of that and everything else. But it's one of the tricky things, and I have this argument quite a lot at the moment with people, is that when it comes to professional sports performance, you will rarely ever, well, see top-end athletes eating, going keto, doing intermittent yeah. fasting, stuff like yeah. this, right? you don't see it at the Olympic
1: level right or, Which or vegan is... like on Game Changers did you see that <laughs> this is really awkward and then you saw yeah. what's the uh, what's the doctor called Lane Norton yes did you see so yeah. watch Game Changers just out of interest he just like. completely tore it apart I I sat know. there like sat there trying not to switch it off I'm like fuck and there's loads of it I picked up on, and then Lane Norton like puts a video up a week later, like game changers, like he exposed, and I was like, yes, yes there yes. we go. Oh, my do God.
0: you know what the thing is with game changers, right? I try and keep myself open minded stuff, and I'm like, right, and it's the same thing I say to everyone. If there's a study that comes out tomorrow that says keto, literally, we've got it all wrong. It's absolutely fantastic. Everyone should be fucking doing it. I've got to change my tune, right. And let's say obviously a study, substantial, massive population, <clears throat> a group that comes out, it's been I don't know, a 10-year study, let's say, yeah. right? I've got to change my tune and listen to the research and look into it and obviously put my two cents on there. Um, but the game changers are like, I'm going to try and watch this and it's the fact they instantly just exaggerate the whole Nate, Nate Oh Diaz Nate was the,
1: the strongest man in the world it's was it?
0: It was the Nate Diaz Connor thing and oh, they're like maybe. oh Nate was able to knock out Connor yeah, because yeah. Connor was eating steak and like, all these
1: athletes and, huh? that, <laughs> that's the bollocks. and, and all yeah, the athletes man, are, yeah. are fucking injured or, or now like back on a normal diet but yeah. it's, like don't get me wrong I've you know and I have to not just say this because my mate will be like oh you you know you were looking at that i don't know four or five years ago i was exploring the idea of vegetarianism or veganism yeah right? just because i was like i don't really like the idea of killing animals for for just for my belly right and i was like am i, I be an asshole with this and i was looking at it like could i sort of satiate myself on it would i be able to perform like in any of the sports i do even i'm not like a serious athlete i was like, i don't think i could and then when i looked at it i was like what, what level do you take this to, right? So if I say I'm not eating any more animals because um, I don't want animals to suffer, like I respect that when people say that. I don't respect it when they there's a massive billboard by the train station in Truro saying that the climate crisis can be solved if everybody goes vegan. I'm like fuck off, right? <laughs> fuck off. Um, it's good that they think they can do something. And they're trying to get other people to help it. Now, obviously, yep. I I also am quite skeptical, and I think there's other other reasons behind that, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway. I have, I have looked into it, and I was like, could I, could I do this? Um, and when I thought about it, I was like, well, if I had a rat infestation in my house, and I was vegan, would I kill the rats? Yeah, I can't right, so I would kill the rats. And I've asked someone this before, and they went, no. And I was like, what well, if the rats are then giving diseases to your children? You wouldn't protect your children. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, 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 I don't know. Right, so at some point, there's, the, there's a reason to kill that animal. Well, you live in a house, right, and that house used to be in a field, Okay, right or it used to be a farmland or it used to be what the wilderness so you've true. displaced all these animals now right yeah. also when you're vegan food and i'm not trying to upset vegans this side this was like a thought
0: process this is the point. we just came back from seeing shane today
1: fully yeah plant-based
0: yeah i don't <laughs> want to i don't want to turn up to some grappling
1: event and have him fucking jump on my back and check me out like
0: yeah, not, I, it's I, not, I, this I, was I like my like, pleasant like, <laughs> yeah.
1: this is like my internal like internal uh, like, sort yeah, of dialogue. Like, yeah and i was like well so if so if I'm just eating vegetables, right, okay, and, and, and I'm pure vegan and then um my crops are harvested and, and a load of animals are killed, then like so okay, do I do it that like, I grow all the, the veg myself? Like how how far do I take it? And I was like I couldn't find a balance act. And then when I looked at it, I was like, I think the best thing for me to do is to eat meat from well looked after animals True. and that's not how i th- i'm not saying everybody should do this everybody should look into it and you know like it's it's almost become like a dirty word since um the obvious fucking global whatever that oh do your own research and people mm. say oh are you are you uh, whatever now are yeah. you like do your own research you should do your own research like, yeah. on everything like dive into something, ask an sme you yeah. know ask someone speak to them um give a fuck about what you do what you eat you know, where you go, who you spending time with. Thank you. I, I
0: love you saying that because it's the same thing I say with a lot of things, right? It's the case of, right, if you want to do something, you've got to give a fuck about it. Yeah, 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 Be that your fitness, be that your nutrition, be that, I don't know, your sleep quality, be that your relationships with other people. Mate, you've got to put effort into did, it.
1: The gym you train at, like, I know loads of people just go to the one that the mate goes to or the one that's near the house or they just walk in. They don't even know what, what whether it's Taekwondo gym or Jiu-Jitsu or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, like And everybody's heard that story but also like we've all been around enough um gyms people fighters coaches um to know that people have their own ethos and their own attitudes mm-hmm. and their own ideas yep. of what's acceptable and, and also like the fact that someone might be a higher belt doesn't mean that they're they're um necessarily like a higher individual you know like a, a better person yeah it shows that they've achieved something and they've worked hard and you know and and they've progressed um, and they've sacrificed stuff and they're determined don't get me wrong like i'm not taking away from that but it's like you look at people like you know with like the sex scandals that have gone in ju- on in jiu-jitsu globally in the last yes. couple of years and you're like there's clearly some absolute shitbags that some of some of the you know most revered jiu-jitsu guys in the world and yeah and I, it, I said- it's very easy to look at someone and go oh he's this or that and he must be a really good person or so
2: she? i will have a little thing on that so oh, me and jay advice. were on driving and um i had a good point of just because you have a black belt does not make you a good person a belt of color. this is what a belt of color yeah Thank you. any ah. any belt of color sorry sorry I agree <laughs> um because Dan Strauss said it, like, you, you could be a black belt, but it doesn't make you a fucking good person. Yeah. No, like, I, I,
0: 100%. I, I don't know if I said this on the Dan Strauss one, but I think, again, it's a bit, a bit more of an extreme way of looking at this and he got told me is that rapists come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, it's true. Like that <laughs> it's is going on. Right. And yeah. I was just like, in that case, and I think it's very transparent, but I think another kind of spin-off from that is that just because someone has put the graft into an element of something in their life, yeah, yeah. right, doesn't mean that they're an expert of everything else that could be around no, them. No, no, And this is, again, in terms of you...
1: Just, just for the people watching this, Tom just showed us a little handwritten thing saying, talk more about soap, less about raping people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that may or
1: so may sorry, not be yeah. word for word.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It'll be directed at Jay. Yeah.
1: Sorry,
0: we'll get on to it in a second. Um, what I was going to say was um, the instructors having to be then become a doctor having to become Mm. HR having to become uh, I don't know uh, a teacher obviously of Jiu Jitsu as well a nutritionist and everything else and the fact is is that their knowledge is gained based on their own experiences and it's okay to not say to, to be like, it's okay to say do you know what this just isn't my expertise yeah right yeah, yeah. and we need a bit more and this is what crocker obviously on the last one a little bit more humility in the sport to simply say look, yeah 100%. i don't know enough about it and like i'd imagine if it came to obviously with your soaps for example look at this spin-off oh, yeah, i love this seamless. look at this seamless seamless, seamless. Oh, look, right? at oh. look at the soap ah oh. oh, uh, well let's just let's say this quickly right we this, this is guys, a segue to amazing. our sponsor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. the sponsor. Exactly. right yeah. okay um, but thanks obviously for doing that mate and obviously we'll always be backing you um, I think obviously I came from the fact we're both very similar in terms of personalities and stuff and what our thoughts and you that's what you were
2: just about <laughs> yeah you're rapey <laughs>
0: <God>. <laughs> can't get away with this it's going to be a new, new t-shirt yeah fat trev and rapey yeah it's oh, rapey. Oh, Yeah, no,
1: another one like, about your blood sugar yeah another
2: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I still think a picture of your face with a uh, nutritionist doesn't make weight Oh please, that's my big. I've told that's my
0: biggest fear. Yeah, like yes. oh my god, it's like that's yeah. the worst like news dark yeah. ever to have, ever happen. But um, yeah, the idea of being with well, your soaps is that all of a sudden someone starts start like talk to you about hair conditioner, right? Yeah. You you've got a potential line to say that. Do you know what this ain't my hair eventually? Which, which
1: they do all the time. Like people people lo- like I love how much people love it, and um, and it's so cool. People say, "Oh, you're gonna do a shampoo? You're gonna conditioner? Like I'm not gonna do grappler shampoo because like there's no there's no real need for it and it's not what i want to do that's why i started um the cop brand uk along with like the i had something i wanted to say but i didn't really have the the outlet for it i kind of I, it, my art was going a little bit that way you know i chat about stuff on my art but i was like do you know what? i could do this in in this brand i could do the clothing designs that i want to do that aren't really that are more sort of um more sort of high street or you know a pub. Than than wearing to the dojo or whatever, mm. um, and then I can do all this other skincare stuff that I want to do, you know, and, and progress into that and really kick the ass out of that, like the beard oil and the shave oil, like it's it's wicked, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's so good. And um, people like it's just hard to get it to people and say, oh, you should, re-, you know, you should try this. And then people try it, that like, fucking hell, like I see them in the street, mate, that's so good, that's so good, I love it. Yeah. Um. But the yeah, the soap's gone crazy. Um. Yes, yeah, mind blowing. It it's I, I really taken off, and as I was saying to you before. There's little levels, and it's the same as anything. When you, when you think you're you're kind of plateauing, and it might be like a a figure in you know thousands of pounds per month in sales or whatever, and you're like you know you hit like two thousand or three thousand or four thousand for the first month, you like you hit four thousand, you're like god that five soon, and you just four 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 four. And then you're like, I know it's going to happen. And it's just a
0: uh, quick question on that, if you don't mind. A little bit of self doubt kicking a little bit at some point. Like, no, what am I? No, not, not at all. Not with this. No. That's not, interesting. Not with this.
1: Self doubt, like, obviously, um, we're fighting and training and stuff because there's always more training you could be doing and there's mm-hmm. always something you could improve. Um, with, the, with the soap initially, so how this started was, and I've told you most of the story before, so um, for the people at home, this is, so um, how this started was, uh, obviously I'd been listening to the world's biggest podcast with, uh, you know, the world's biggest proponent of Jitsu. BJJ nutrition, obviously, obviously, sorry, second biggest. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Joe Rogan is obviously banging on about defense soap all the time. Um, so I was, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll get some of this defense soap. Um, and I bought it and I was really underwhelmed with it. So, um, it, it wasn't terrible, but I, I thought it was going to, I had an idea of how it was going to look, how it's going to feel, how it's going to smell, how it's going to make my skin feel. Uh, it didn't upset my skin i've got really sensitive skin it wasn't bad but it was just underwhelming and it kind of sparked me a little bit and i thought i could make soap and, and then so I, get, so I was googling a little bit um one night and i was like no i'm not gonna do that a month later i'm still googling it on and off got a bit more serious with that and then three months in i'd been researching it um quite a lot made a load of, made a load of notes like fag packet notes you know they're just yeah. everywhere looked at it i kind of reverse engineered how i was going to do it with the ingredients um, the methods i used um, so i cracked on my first load i told the guys at home uh, we're training in my mate's garage like cornwall is kind of like a network there's some decent gyms down there now actually some really good gyms yeah. everybody knows everybody in cornwall like i said if you come down to to cornwall for like a week or whatever and you're like oh, i'm staying in Nuke, <laughs> i'm like go here and speak to these guys oh, there was, it's the chuffins Mate, I was telling you about the chuffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I right, no where I went down there. Yeah. No, oh, best yeah. thing ever. If you haven't tried one, we'll go. fucking have can have them, they're incredible. I'm but... like,
1: yeah. I know another guy whose bakery, whose bakery that is. Yeah. I was at his nephew's wedding on yeah. Saturday. Like <laughs> that, so he goes. I tried this chuffing thing. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, right. You need to go. To, you need to go to Philps's pasties in Hale and get a pasty. Oh, yeah, bread. you
0: hated my choice though. actually like, no.
1: It, yeah, what did you have? Be- breakfast, mate. It's fucking. It, it breakfast was pasty. breakfast. <laughs> you took that. You took that good. Local tip I gave you for one of the best pasties in Cornwall, and you fucking spat it out on me. <laughs> You're disgusting me with that. The wife, you had the pasty. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed um, the breakfast one. Yeah, no, that's horrible. It was um, still good. So, Philps, yeah, Philps, like Cornwall, and Sam Philp, um, mate of mine, that's that's their business, um, but genuinely good pasties. So, yeah, and like, you know, if you were to go down the other side of Cornwall, I can go, oh, go, go there, you know? Yeah. Um, so, that's Cornwall. So, we're training in my mate's garage, and uh, it's got like a padded out garage, we just like, beat the piss out of each other and by each other i mean mostly me um <laughs> and uh, i said oh so we we're like sitting there knackered afterwards like sweating our asses off and i said oh i'm gonna make a bit of soap and the boys started laughing their heads off obviously um and i was like fuck off and they were like you're not making good soap. i was like, i'm gonna make some soap and they also know that i do do some random stuff so they're like fucking whatever so anyway like i don't know how long it was two months later or whatever i'd made this soap so i said try that and they i like like oh that smells good it wasn't quite this yet but it, it was pretty good yeah um and then it didn't lather up too well at first but it was really good made your skin feel great so i changed it put a couple other bits in it changed the ratios to some other bits thought fuck it i'll um i'll put a, i'll make a brand name for it and i'll see if i can sell a couple of bars a month or whatever um so i had like a, a spare instagram which i just i thought Grappler soap i'll call it grappler's soap I give it a logo with a shack on it because everybody loves a shack but it. Also it's like tongue in cheek. Mr. Tom over there. Mr. Tom loves a shack. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, loves o- a shack. O- 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 <laughs> um, so yeah. And I branded it basically on a couple of 90s surf brands that, um, that I liked the logos of. And, uh, and that's how Grappler Skate was born. And I was hoping that I'd maybe one day I could sell enough to pay for my car finance each month. Right. That was my loftiest yeah. goal. And, um, Within like three months, I was like, "What's going on here?" and it, it just went, and all of a sudden, it was like a, a serious thing, you know. And then um, some, some like some decent grapplers with customs of mine, and and I was like, "Jesus, I'd love to sponsor this guy, but I can't afford to lose ten pound a month because yeah. <laughs> they're buying the big bars." And then when I started making a few quid, and doing okay, I was like, "Right, can I sponsor you?" I was like, I, I sent to um, Sam Gibbs, who's one of our fighters. Like he was on, um, what was he fighting? It was like. ADCC trials and Polaris yeah. prelims, I think it was. And I was like, mate, you look like you're training really hard. What are you training for? And he told me, I was like, fuck. And I was like, listen, can I sponsor you? And he's like, would you mind? And I was like, no, if you, as long as you don't, you know, might just say. Yeah. And he's like, no, that's awesome. So like really good people like Sam Gibbs, another guy, Am Hammer. Like again, two of my first like um, subscribers. So like when I stepped the, the subscription service, I was like, this will probably never catch on. If I could get ten this year and twenty next year, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And then like when I looked, I had like. It blew my mind um, and I know pretty much every subscriber by, by their name I know most of my um, well I know all of my regular customers like you know I know I know who they are um, new customers like it, it might take a month or two before I realize, I realize oh yeah. that's that guy because I don't, I don't do all the posts like my wife hates me for doing this because my wife deals with all the post all So disorders. she must have read Tom's last message, yeah. Yes, she, t- <laughs> she told me about it, yeah, she told me about it. She's got the lovely handwriting. People message me and go, oh, Mr Bassett, thanks to the parcel. it's so nicely put together and you've got exquisite handwriting. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. My handwriting is, like, not exquisite. Yeah, I'd say it's like having a child, like for me as well, it's like, I don't
0: know, a three-year-old child with a pen in its mouth is basically closest yes. to my handwriting style. Yeah, so, um,
1: so, that's, how, so that's how it started. Then we, then I thought I kind of should be doing something a little bit good with this. I got bullied into um, investigating, um, working with uh, Buy One Give One, B One G One. They called at, off at one. Yeah, at B One G One. And basically, it's a transparent charity. So it's not like some of these charities you hear about, where they've got massive, you know, nepotism and million dollar salaries going to families and spending mm. money on chandeliers all this nonsense. Do you basically i pay a subscription a membership to b1g1 each month it's like 30 quid a month out of my own pocket and then a very small portion it is a very small portion of each um sale goes towards the charity so i just work out i go on there every month or every three months whatever it is go right when did the last do it it might have been like you say it was like april right okay how many months that is bang time's up how many bars i'm sold okay cool right i owe that charity whatever it is and i pay them but and and I haven't totaled it up now for a couple of months, but the last time we had a chat, it was in one year of um, Grappler soap, we'd provided 15 years of fresh water for I'm one sorry. child or 15 children in Tanzania, fresh, clean, safe drinking water in one year. And that's not even, and like I said, it's, it's pence, mate. It's not It's not like I'm giving oh, them 50% no. of their profits or anything. It's no, so no, easy no, to so do. Bad. And I would love to do something in the UK. Um, don't all hit me up because I'm not going to. Um, i would love to but the the money goes so far in africa you know and i had an attachment to tanzania as well because like this is how michael got me into it because he was like oh you should do that i said yeah well yeah he said you should he said you should you know you do so because you could provide fresh water for uh, you know kids to drink in tanzania i I love tanzania i worked out with when we're doing the pirate thing we had a team of tanzanian soldiers come on board yeah they were a nightmare because we were meant to be looking out for pirates right so they didn't capture us and the yeah. crew, the crew really, but also I don't want to be captured by the pirates. So I'd, I'd go out and have a look, and they're all asleep on the deck. So I'd nick all the guns. She <laughs> <laughs> faced them with a cart with, uh, who was it, MDF ones? I I'd, just take, no, I'd just take them, just take them and um, hide them. And I'd go, oh, right, Lance, how are you doing? Uh, where's your rifles? And they go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so funny. They call me Mr. Foodie. One of them was called Shabani. He was such a, such a dude. And uh, I used to sneak up on him on deck. He's a massive guy. He's built like a British his house. I used to creep up on him like four o'clock in the morning down. and he'd go, ah, Mr. Foodie. Because he call me Mr. Foodie because I'd always break into the ship's galley and get like pork chops and stuff. And I'm like, Shimani, do you want some of this? And he's like, ah, oh, Mr. Foodie, you bring me food. You're, good. You're, you're a good man, you're a good man. I go, yeah, smell that. He goes, oh, I smell beautiful. What is it? I go, Porky. He goes, ah, <laughs> give me pork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I had oh. this really good relationship with, uh, with him and his little mate and, um. He was this tiny little guy that said he was going to be like the... I'm going to be the Brigadier General of the Air Force. Like, I was like, okay, cool. That's all what he said every day. Um, But yeah, so I was like, I had this link with Tanzania. And I was like, yeah, cool, I'm in. And uh, yeah, at first I was like a bit tight, but it was an initial idea of what I I wanted to do when I started Grapple Soap as a brand. But I also didn't want it to be synonymous with charity. So I didn't want people to think that we were a charity soap brand. Mm. So first like got the identity, gave it his own little character. yeah And then when it was its own thing with his own arms and legs, then I did the bit yeah. of good. And it's also like I i constantly read, um or read I, I say read, right? But um I listen to stuff on audio but I make mean, same because it goes into my brain. If yep. I'm not having to the skill of reading all the time the information just goes in oh, very much better
0: we know you travel a lot so for yeah, me when perfect, i did a lot of traveling previously it's just easier just to bang it on yeah and like, great that's all done type thing
1: so um I listen to branding books and um and what's amazing is most of the stuff that um i've done with grappling shape is what these people these like shit up branding marketing people are already saying and like, I was listening to something of there and they're saying like i oh, don't you know it used to be like oh, i'll buy this is a BMW, if you appreciate German engineering, buy a BMW, and people go, hi, oh, you know, I like a bit of German engineering, and then it was like, you know, Wolfsburg, Dutch technique, you know, yeah. oh, if you like refined German style, and engineering, getting out of oh yeah, cool, That now they're like, don't, don't make your, don't put your brand here, and say, this is what you should buy, because of these reasons, make your brand synonymous, or, you know, um, along the same lines of someone, so they look at that, and they go, not that, oh, I want one of those, because I appreciate that. they're like, that's me, that's how I think and yeah. that and and uh, and really, with all that, all I did was this is how I think of grappling, this is how I think of the soap, and this is this is us having fun, and basically it was just the first three months of it were just me I didn't know what to post it would be like a picture of a soap one day and the next day it would be us like knackered with like black eyes in the gym just like yeah. another day on the mats and, yeah, your um,
0: page keeps me insane constantly I
1: can't deny it. Yeah, like, seeing it's what it's memes are
0: going to come up or anything
2: like that and there, I there think... is very little companies that have the advert game like you do mate yeah. that has some of it, the, the fucking advert. advert games if <laughs> yeah. no one's seen it go and have a look at Grappler Soap last fucking video it is I like the cut in the beginning so this is fuck, and then you come into it, it. It's, it's literally the best fucking thing yeah, I've I, ever I, seen. I was like, I too. couldn't
1: say the C word on it, so I cut it just <laughs> as it... So, you yeah. know, I, mean,
2: I, mean, like, I know, so I was like, that's a hi, fucking I'm down and I'm here to talk to you. Fucking can
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> So I just said it on the podcast. You yeah, so so yeah, so yeah You can beep it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so fine.
2: fine. Uh, we got to beep, fuck it. It's all, it's all it's raw. It's all, all raw. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so obviously with that, I was going to say with your branding and stuff, I feel like your like, and I think we talked about it, your personality and obviously coming out I know you're getting more on camera and stuff like yeah. that it's honestly like 10xing or something like a some but yeah, cheesy but American thing I like, was so reluctant
1: to do it as well because yeah. you just think you're being a narcissist whenever you like to put your camera into selfie mode to talk to it you're like what the fuck am I doing here like, it's you like a movie with
0: Jiu Jitsu hands you're
1: like oh god what yeah, am I doing I'm a in, right no. fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: that fucking he one time he needs to cut his little finger off and yeah. so yeah. just give me <laughs> thumbs up <laughs> to everybody
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was one time you can't hold that shit against me I'll oh, make a okay. game it's fine yeah. I, I will get Shane to uh, fucking golf lock him. he already has mate yeah, I, I, I know he did no yeah.
1: get Shane to attack him but take the attention off me yeah 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 fucking deserves
2: it uh, is that,
1: I feel like this is like This is like one of those vicious circles Like say so Last time I came on here The sound didn't record I went away You set down Strauss on me <laughs> So, <laughs> no, I'm you said we back your corner. Like, yeah, why are you, you <laughs> apply to it? Yeah, so. so. Did you get pl- a reply? I placated Dan, yeah, I oh, signed yeah, lovely go. boat, yep, sent some soap, we're good with Dan. So, yeah, I yeah, calmed that down, put that fire out, right? and now you've got Shane yeah, like, yeah, Gothlord on, right, on right, right, that.
0: Shane, Shane's all good, he knows you already. like He was like, oh, he, he, he you know a sponsor of Riley, I think it is. Yes, yeah, yeah that's right. He was It's just right. hilarious, every single what he does, but. Yeah.
2: If people haven't seen the intergrapple videos where. Every in between match, Riley was purposely
1: mopping the mat in
2: front oh, of the right. camera right. just to be enough. He's he's, he's hilarious.
1: Awesome. So like I started watching um, so again it kind of ties into soap. Like when we first started we were we were this it was just me doing that and I was trying to like take the me out of it so it looked like we were an actual brand, right? Yeah. And then we became this actual thing that oh actually we make the best soap somehow managed to make the best shape that anybody could make, right? Mm. Um, so, the, so it was its own thing. It's got its own brand, it's got its own identity and it's growing really well. So it's going really well. And then like, I was almost in a position then where I thought, well, I could sponsor, I could sponsor some, uh, like a pro fighter, now. And I'd be, I'd followed Jimmy Wallhead like all my yeah. life because my brother-in-law used to train with him. So I'd always followed his career like, and then seen the ups and downs and, you know, more ups and downs. And then he came back to fight and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to sponsor this guy's shorts. So got in touch with Jimmy, and then I was like, "But I don't know if I was sponsoring Riley before that or after him." But I used to watch the um, the Rough House Patreon, mm. you know, Rough House Uncovered or whatever it's called, Rough House Uncensored, whatever it was. It was so good because you'd have little tips in there from Dan Hardy and Jimmy, like like that you're just getting, and you're like, "That's so good," and it's so simple and so yeah. applicable and i think that's the mark of a great coach that they can explain something to make it effective for even a bonehead like me yeah but then you've got like people like riley in there just like do, doing their own thing and so i was like i was like fuck it i'll, I'll like and he's cool as fuck, and he's yeah. a great grappler um so like yep sponsor him yeah it's, so it's, it's
0: interesting when you find these people that you just like click with right and obviously i, I don't know if you saw on the way up here obviously we've now officially started um started working with Shane Curtis yeah, and so we're yep, now sponsoring yep. him obviously for everything Brilliant. like that and it's just again talking to these individuals and kind of saying right we're on the same wavelength here I'm really happy with that we can see where everything's going to go and everything we just want to help again I want to clap yeah, for yeah, you yeah. so that then eventually yeah, it's going to be everyone else's turn mate, and, type and, thing.
1: and what's really cool about it as well is like um it's, it's almost like those cliches and so people you know you hear community a lot these days and it's like you know it'll be like oh the gay community or the the veterans community or whatever, and it's almost community is almost like a word that's like, oh god, leave me alone. But the like, jujitsu community, the aspect of jujitsu where it like brings people together and everybody like helps each other out. Mm. So, like I so said, when we were, you know, when we had like three hundred followers or whatever, and we're trying to be we're trying to be a brand or whatever, and we try and get a hold of people and they wouldn't see the messages or whatever, or they might be like, oh, I don't know. and I sent some people soap and like some people are really cool, like Jimmy Warhead and Dan Hardy. I sent them some soap. Before I wasn't sponsoring or anything like that. I sent them some soap and um they both like took some photos pretending to eat the soap, put it on their stories and stuff, and posted about it. and I was like, holy fuck. Like that for me that was like mind-blowing. That's yeah. and that's when I was like talking to Jimmy, I was like, oh, can I sponsor you? That'd be wicked. Um, little things like that that some people are so and not a knock on people either, it's just just an observation. But some people are in a real scarcity mindset and they think that they're their fame or their little uh, not their little following not to not to be like negative about it but you know their following that they've got must be protected at all costs and then you get other people that are like that just want to help everybody around them and, yeah. and they and other it's like the 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 crab trying to climb out of the bucket you know all the other crab, crabs crabs yeah down. and then you've got the other end of the spectrum is like the rising tide lifts all boats and you know yeah. some people like i sent some soap out to um a guy i saw he had a staff infection a guy called dave beaver who's got a twisted church out in america um, it's really cool. I've uh, been following him for ages. He saw he had a staph infection he couldn't get rid of. And he had like a list of like, it was like a litany of injuries that he's had over the last couple of years. And I was like, Dave, mate, I'm going to send you some soap. Just give me an address. And he's like, Oh, no, I'll buy some. No, no, don't worry about it. I'm going to send you it to yeah. get healed up. Sent one of my customers in America, Adelaide, to soap, sent it over to him because it's going to be quicker at the time. Um, healed him up. And then, like, Dave then, like, announced, like last week, our oh, grappler soap is now now a sponsor of us. And I was like, mate, I haven't. One of the things I'm not putting money into is sponsoring tournaments at the minute. That's not how I'm doing it. I'm mm-hmm. sponsoring more amateurs because I can sponsor so many more amateurs for yeah. a year that what it would cost me for one event. And he yeah. was like, no, no, I don't want any money. I just want to work with good people. And you're you're a good person with a, with a really good product, and yeah. and you're trying to do good. And I was like, mate, love that. And, and it's and the more that's you know the more it's like now like we've got like a little little following, a cult following um, as it is not a cult, not a cult. Yeah, that's <laughs> the other brand, but. Um, it's nice to be able to like promote other people and, and shout other people and share yeah, their stuff, you know, and exactly. and um and that that's super cool for me and that, because it's so it's so awesome just to see how people are doing that for us and did it for us, you know. Yeah, exactly,
0: it's the same thing. that, I, okay, I, I'd say obviously where I've built the previous nutrition consultancy up to a point, I was like, yeah. right, with everything that I was seeing going on within the jiu-jitsu community, I was like, it's just too many little things that are slipping through the line right here. Like, I think it kicked off. I had a bit of a rant about bodybuilding, transferring to Jiu-Jitsu, I'm like, it's a completely different fucking sport. Like, keep yeah, the yeah. fuck out, right? In terms of that. And I'm like, I just want to help people as much as possible yeah. so they don't make mistakes. So the point we had, we had an inquiry, I think it was yesterday, of um, a guy trying to put on weight Right, competes, some celebrity competitions, everything like this. He's concerned about his next competition not weighing enough. I said, right, what are you doing? Chatting on message? I said, look, this is going to be easy. We have a chat. He's like, what are you going to charge me? I went, no, I'm just talking to you. I don't care. Yeah. Like, and I had a quick chat with him on FaceTime. And that was it. it was absolutely fine. Like, ah, oh, makes complete sense, mate. Cheers. So I said, look, go and do that, please. Yeah. Don't rely on me for this. Like, there's enough information out there. And of course, look, if you're struggling, then look, we can help. <clears throat> it's not a problem. Right but no sales pitch involved nothing like that it's just a case of you've got a problem i'll have a chat with you yeah but that's
1: but that's that's also is like because there is all the information in the world out there but there's all the disinformation in the world out there as well so yeah. like someone actually knows what they whats what is what they're on about saying this is the direction to look in yeah and like and you're like okay cool and and then you're not looking through you know funny cat videos and disinformation and, i don't know this, some of them are quite funny some, very, <laughs> some very funny cat videos out there. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, anything else you want
0: to add in about the soap um, that... the
1: soap so um, one thing at the minute I'm really uh, really enjoying is uh, people getting hold of me saying that it's sorted out their eczema or psoriasis or mm. acne or whatever it may be um, We and we get loads of that dermatitis for instance um, also clearing up live staph infections and ringworm when the doctors can't shift it with their potions and steroid creams and whatever else it is and antibiotics so i do love that another thing I'd, I'd really like to get out there for more is is that you know like people that can you you can use this on your face and it and like people have great results with spots and oily skin and stuff
0: i can um, that. yeah
1: yeah um and like and i don't know if i if i'm ever going to manage it but to try and convince um <sighs> try and convince women that they can use this soap on their face mm. and that I can use that on my ass <laughs> like, and it's the same thing um, I don't know and I get sent that. you've seen that meme all the time with like the little I don't know I can't remember what it's like little gremlin it's like women with their thousand dollar face cream and me with the same it's like frodo baggins like me with the same bar of soap i wash my balls but, and like, i get that
0: sent to me every month bu- every week and i'm like yeah is it your wife yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> no, P.S. i hate you um such
1: my handwriting yeah yeah, oh, exquisite, yeah. um no so yeah just just that it's not it's not just for grapplers but i am not going to dilute that brand in one bit and that's okay, who we okay. are no, it's, it's awesome because I think everyone who's
0: seen you heard about you and done more of it and stuff like that which is cool um, you're going to be at the beachfront ocean I've, got, I've probably beachfront played, BJJ a, 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 yeah hoping
1: hoping to be there I am juggling plates at the minute because like I said I've got like four careers and a family <laughs> and all this sort of stuff um, yeah so um, but it's that's going to be absolutely awesome um, sounds yeah I've, I've been, again, again down, was, but that's just another example of you know there's there's no like um, financial incentive uh you know uh, per se for me to be involved with that it's just like, like this is good people doing good things mm. it's going to be a wicked event and um it's just awesome to 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 be in touch and be partnering with other good people so yeah <laughs> so beachfront bjj check that out. it's 8th and 9th of july i think um it's gonna be wicked no oh, that's cool should we crack on with the questions then
2: yeah questions okay cool um so pick fire ones um <clears throat> we know so this, these are these are great. Um, we'll start with this one, the chicken wing story. The
1: chicken wing story.
2: Yeah, from your perspective, apparently you will understand.
1: Who's this from? Emily. Oh, so Emily Emily Ailes. Yeah, awesome. Um, so Emily Ailes, do you remember when I said um, I first started being able to sponsor a few people? Yeah. Um, so I was at, I was at work. Uh, couldn't sleep or whatever it was it was about three in the morning i was just looking through instagram and um emily popped up doing a uh doing a review an, an honest review of a food truck that she bought some chicken wings from um, sure. i remembered it as chicken not chicken wings that's why i struggle with that um and she was and basically she did this really long review like in emily's own way which is awesome she's going well you know it was really good and i really liked it i thought the the sauce could have been a little bit better, but it was really she's nice. Like nice an
0: coffee, on the other hand, yeah, at the same time, probably, yeah, right probably right? like a <laughs> liter
1: of it in a bucket or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "Yeah, it was really good, and I really liked it, and I'll definitely go back there again. I'd recommend it." And then there were people like there was someone like ripping into it, going, "Oh, I can't believe you tell that!" Like, and I was like, "I was like, wow, she's being really honest with this one. Right? She's getting for <laughs> it." She, and she was just like, "No, no, like, I'm being honest. Like I said, I really liked it. I said yeah. I'll go again. I'll give them my money again. I want to go there again. It's really good. I just didn't think that was a ten. It was an eight. <laughs> So I was like, I got hold of her straight, I was like, Emily, would you like to, um, because then I saw, like, she's a brown belt and she's awesome, so I was like, Emily, would you like to review my soap, like, completely honest review in your own style, and I was a bit like, fucking hell, like, she might rip it to (laughs) shreds, and if she does, (laughs) if she does as well, I've either got to improve it, or roll with it, Um, but yeah, um, Emily did us this review and she's just like, it's awesome, and I was like, can I sponsor you, and she's like, yes. Did she give you a 10 out of 10? Yeah, yeah, she did. Literally, oh, she did. So yeah, she literally passed her. Emily's mark. That's Better than the good. Bristol chicken. <laughs> More
2: importantly, was her review anything to do with would you use on my ass, not on my face?
1: <laughs> um, she didn't mention that, no. No. Good stuff. That's always good to know.
2: Um, cool. So, next question we have is. Uh, do you prefer being called Ugly Channing Tatum or Fit Tom Aspinall? <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite relevant because Tom Aspinall was having a fight scene. Yeah, That's yeah.
1: Uh, John Watson. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. So my wife used to say to me, "I look like an ugly Channing Tatum." I did have it was a it was about a year where I had a lot of that. Um, I had a couple of gay blokes trying to pick me up, saying I looked a bit like Channing Tatum. Like I didn't look anything like him. I was an ugly Channing Tatum every you time. You dance like Channing Tatum. Um, no. Ugh. No. Um, that was a big giveaway. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I think I'd rather be... Um, he calls me good-looking Tom Aspen and I was like, I'll take that, because I don't think Tom Aspen's a bad-looking bloke anyway, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, of I'll take A, bit of and a difference, Fucking nails <laughs> <it>? yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I'll take either of those. Like if I could be somewhere in the middle between Tom Aspinall and Chantay, I'll be happy. With that. I'm hoping for his next fight it goes well because know obviously that injury. Yeah. beast, yeah, yeah. beast. Yeah. I, I sent him up. I sent Tom Aspinall some soap actually because he had a. I saw he had a tattoo and he said he got infected, so I just sent him up. I don't know if he ever got it um actually do you know I, I just had my chest done probably
0: about uh about th- two three weeks ago and yeah. so obviously again we had um materialist um, give me some uh it's like these burns victims. so it's called second skin i think it yeah, was yeah, yeah which i was really skeptical it was going to work mm-hmm. that well literally been fine it's fine i was like okay i'm about to put this obviously again trusting you a hundred percent into yeah, the, like yeah, yeah. put in the soap in terms of obviously is going to work well absolutely fine it's for awesome for
1: that isn't it like yeah. Fantastic. That's when
0: I had. It didn't really scab up no, not at all. And it was just like this is really, really good. Obviously, again, the all tattoo was so like, be careful what you put. It, make oh, sure it's yeah. not this type of stuff. I was like, fuck it. Let's just give it a whirl. And yeah, grab absolutely it, exceptional.
1: But, a safe, yeah. And now that patch where you tattooed is bulletproof. Yep. Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent. Take a bullet for you Tom. Perfect. Would you? No, you fucking wouldn't. You might yeah. have to one day. I've seen. Right you
2: right? Get, I've seen you get guillotined. Oh, um, <laughs> <a little bitter. laughs> Uh, are you the most violent soap maker in the world?
1: Yes, I am officially the most violent soap maker That's in the been world. published. Yeah. Published yeah. by Combat published. Sports UK, yeah. yeah. And that was before the fight, and he said, is Dan Bassett? No, it said, Dan It says he's the most violent. And I was like, after there's a message, like, it's Chris Thomas, I think is Definitely called Chris. I was like, I fucking told you. And he's like, yeah, fair play. <laughs>
0: I still want you to do that video. Chris put him in. Like that video I keep on saying. So I'm showing you that real, have I, where it's like, uh, I, don't know, I don't know I don't get um, basically cues or anything but it's like oh I'm this or I'm that or, I'm this, or, I'm, this or, I'm that it's Like, I am the most violent soap maker yeah, in the so, world like WWE like, style anybody
1: that doesn't know about that like I've not long started there. Started the soap up and was training with the the boys quite a bit. Watson was going through all his fight camps and he was always he was trying to get me involved. and Aren't
0: you fighting again soon?
1: Yeah, he's he's got another. Uh, so he's, down in, he's down literally down the road only like two three
0: weeks ago. Yeah, a go, he's wasn't he? got what,
1: another one or two this year and then he's, he says he's hanging up his gloves. But um, <laughs> we'll see on that. But Watson was like, you need to fight, you need to fight, and I was like, no. And then in the space of a week, two blokes wearing me up so much that I nearly, well, I did lose my. I was going to bang this bloke out, and I kind of caught myself and thought um not not the time not the place and so um i got on the phone to um garrett raged and paul sutherland at trojan yeah um he does meltdown can you get me a can you get me a match up? it's a bit awkward because i had that misguided professional fight on my record initially um <laughs> got two guys that wanted to fight me um and then i went up to uh raged on the early september last year i uh, mate as a nutritionist like to, i decide i was like well why i'm not going to cut weight so all i'll do is i'll stop lifting weights for a little bit i've got to do a bit more cardio anyway because i'm fighting yeah And my weight came down from about 94 95 kilos fairly lean um came down to around 89 like like that okay mm. right and then i was like right okay i'm where i need to be and it kept dropping and all i did was not lift not lift weights for six weeks then before the fight anyway i was 85 kilo for an 86 kilo fight a week right <laughs> So before I went up to... Same day
0: wearing, yeah? Yeah, same uh, day okay, weighing.
1: Before okay, I weighed okay. in, I had two double McMuffins. Right? <laughs> chuffins. Yeah, <laughs> no chuffins, but two double McMuffins. And when I weighed in against this fella, I was licking up at him. He was massive, massive. And, um, and I'd always been like, I don't know why people weight cut, just fight bigger blokes anyway. So I tried knocking him out straight off. He survived it and he grabbed hold of me. And I, did, I didn't know at the time as well, he can fucking wrestle, right? And, and like, <laughs> he can probably wrestle. And he was just like he, it was just like he was moving his granny out of the way, she pinned me <laughs> up against the cage. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I'm just getting... And I'm like, oh, God, I'm just getting decked here. I punched him and it, and it hit him right in the back of the head and the referee... <laughs> the ref! Took me off to my own corner for, like, as a punishment, right? So I'm absolutely knackered here on the uh, Took me off to my own corner for a rest and I'm like, this is the punishment? <laughs> and then about a minute later, and i swear I didn't mean to, I was so paranoid about kneeing him in the head, I went to knee him and I aimed it low instead of high and caught him in the nuts and I had to have another break. <laughs> but I broke my I broke my foot six seconds into fight because he was so big and I'd already decided I was gonna open the fight. Um, and it was and it was a really nice, really, really nice combo that I was gonna use. Yeah. But literally as the bell was going, my corner Sean goes, He's a fucking southpaw, poor And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm like, how do I fight a southpaw? Like, no, no idea. Like, no idea. So I'm like, oh Jesus. And I was like, I was in my head. I was like, I know I've got to keep my inside foot. Whoever's got the inside foot is dominant. I'm like, ah, oh, you wanker. I was like, I'll just boot him on. So I kicked him on right in the thigh, right? And it went boom. And like all the crowd went, ooh. And everyone's going, kick him again, kick him again. And I was like, yeah, good idea. Kick him again. Because he was so rangy. So he so much taller than me. I think what I did was I, like, kind of leaned back a little bit and kicked him, but I caught his knee. <laughs> and when I stepped, so I stepped back, because um, I'm natural stance, so I stepped back onto my right foot, and my right foot, like, crunched, like, sideways like that, and it uh. went crunch. And I was like, that's a bit odd. I did it again, and it went crunch, crunch. And I was like, the <laughs> crepitus where the bones were there, it was just mangled, and my foot was just like, just like mashed potato on the end of my leg. And um, I was like, oh, God, so then I survived... I tried to knock him out early, didn't get it. Survived round two, basically got full mount the whole of the round. Couldn't mount escape. I was very, very restricted in what I could do. Also, not fighting clever. And the referee told us specifically in these words, um, if you, if it's all one-way traffic, I'll stop it. So I'm on the bottom, couldn't, couldn't get this guy off me. Couldn't move hardly. I'm like, oh, I'll just start punching from the bottom. <laughs> so I started striking from the bottom. It was so funny. And like, I'm laughing. He's pe- he's punching me, and I'm laughing. He's he's smiling back because like because he's having a great time filling yeah. me in. Um, and then he had like four sub attempts four sub attempts on me. Two of them I thought was going out, and it went through my mind twice. I was like, uh, I'm going to look silly at work, and my mates going to take the piss. And there was the two things that went through my mind. And I was like, and I was like, I was like, there's no way I'm tapping Not the wife and the kids. I mean, no, it was just the banner yeah, yeah, at work. They, you know, because your, your wife and your kids. They're, they're, who I don't know who I got this off, but it was like if you. If you can uh, make fun of yourself, if you can laugh at yourself, you've got nothing to fear about being humiliated, because what does it matter if people fucking laugh at you? Because the people that really love you for who you are and what you are will never fucking laugh at you, and they only want to see you do well. So it doesn't matter about the people that will laugh at you. But what went through my mind when I'm straightened out with hooks in <laughs> with someone who's got good jujitsu um, and a and rear really naked on me as strong as fuck, I was like... I'm going to look stupid at work and my mate's going to take the piss. I'm like, well, I'm not fucking tapping. And just as I'm going out, I just wriggled and I managed to get out of it. So that and a, he had a dast on me that was tight as fuck as well. I didn't manage to get my legs. I managed to get out the back. And then as we're, um, as we're like in the clinch, I kind of ducked out and I've got like, I've got a beast of an overhand right. Um, and my left hook is in, I didn't manage to catch him on my left hook, but I caught him in this overhand right. Um, and I caught him with another one just to make sure. and um, And that was it. But, yeah and, then, and my my celebration was i thought about i was going to climb on the cage because everybody was i there was this couple there were a couple of couples that were stood, That were sat sorry behind my corner this was at rage mma last september yeah and uh, and i saw them when i came back at round 1 and i saw them when i came back at round 2 and they were fucking laughing at me the the birds were laughing at me and the bloke was like Ugh. and i and i thought you little fuckers right <laughs> a you, you're all fucking fat fuckers, right? Don't laugh at me, I'm in mean, here doing it, right? The man in the arena, I love that, yeah. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, I think it was Teddy Roosevelt, I love it. Um, this is all going from my head, I'm like, you fuckers, I'm going to make you fucking see, so like, there's no way I'm quitting, and I lay him out, I'm like, Right, I'm gonna jump up on the cage. And I just looked it, and I thought that's a fucking long way. And so, <laughs> so I just lay <laughs> on the floor. Tom Aspinall <laughs> I, Honestly, I just had nothing in me. I just lay on the floor, and I was just lying there. And the paramedic came over. He's like, "Stand up," and I was like, "I will break my foot, bro." And he's like, "Nah, you haven't." And I was like, "Yeah, I yeah. have." And it was like a little blue ravioli on the top of it with the initial swelling. And he was like, "Oh, yeah." And then uh, another guy brought a sweatbox. So Paul Reed, we were we were at the back in um, we were at the back. Uh, of the sort of weather like the little green room is mm. and um there's this there's this bloke before the fight we're already in the waiting area he told us in the staging area to so stay there when the, when the music comes on go up the stairs we're like okay so the music comes on we go up the stairs well we've come out by the bar in the middle of the crowd everybody looks at us right so i just go like that everybody starts cheering and they know i'm in the wrong place i know i'm in the wrong place so we go back in Anyway, we come back out this same bloke go Ooh. Oh, what have you done to your foot? I said, broke it. He goes, that's not broken. I went, mate, look at it. And he goes, no, it's not broken. He goes, um, I broke my foot playing football once and I couldn't walk. And the Paul and everybody else just goes, fuck off you fatty, that's football. <laughs> and we'd uh, I mean, like, laugh, mate. Laugh and ass off Yeah, so the most violent soap maker in the world. But in know. fairness, like, and that is said completely tongue in cheek because all the other soap makers, like are women and Dr. Sasquatch and Dr. <laughs> Dr. Sasquatch and you're fucking dead son <laughs> and the story with Dr. Sasquatch go on alright so when we first started there was a really really nice article really good article done by Jiu Jitsu Legacy magazine who were really cool and they put a post up about um, equipment for jujitsu, and a, a very small sub chapter at the end was about jujitsu soap and I, I just put a comment in it saying I know most of your readers are America, uh, American or in America um, there's loads of good soaps over there find one try a few use one which works for you just use something mm. if you're in the uk get hold of us we can help you and that's all i put on. it was really nice as well and it wasn't me trying to like by safe. it was genuinely like helpful i thought anyway and dr squatch dr sasquatch where he's called whoever was working for him in the bright spark at the time put some put a really snarky reply back and i just and, and like and it caught me funny and so i just replied back i went shut the fuck up or i'll choke you to death right <laughs>
0: <laughs> i gotta got quickly add to this if you ever got i don't know some spare time I want to entertain yourself just look at um <laughs> grapple soaps customer service skills oh game, yeah instagram that guy. comments that he's is, just fucking incredible that guy because
1: my because if you look at if anybody looks at my trust pilot or asked if you go on my if anybody isn't a customer of mine and you've got any doubts about the product or the service right go on my feed look at the comments Look, you see all my customers like on there, all my followers, or whatever. Ask them, are you a customer? What's the what's the product like? What's the service like? They're going to tell you it's the best customer service around, right? And I work really hard at that. Yeah. So this guy pops up last week on one of our adverts, and uh, and he goes, oh, why would I want to spend a fortune getting soap stuck to my head? And I was going to shoot him down. And I thought, no, what I'm going to do is well, I'm going to I'm going to leave myself open, but I'm going to set him up for a really good one. So I said, so sorry man, I didn't understand. What do you mean? He goes, read. So I just replied back and said. um, Sorry, bud. These these adverts are targeted as fighters, not keyboard warriors. Anyway, he goes absolutely mental. Danny <laughs> starts commenting on all my adverts, like starts trying to DM me, and I am like, "Where's this going?" I am like, "Am I if he doesn't back down in the DMs, we're either fighting because I'll meet up to fight if you are going to like really insult me and try and like ruin my business, I don't mind, um, or like I just cut him off." So then, it, then I was like, "He goes, your customer service is terrible." I was like. Boy, dickhead, you're not a customer. You're just a dickhead. <laughs> like, if you want some soap, right, I'll send you some soap for free. Then you'll realise it is worth spending seven pounds on to get some oats stuck to your head, right? however you see it. Um, and then I'm not sending you any more for free. You're gonna give me your money because it's that good. I was like, But you spend all your time in your mum's in your mum's spare bedroom being angry at the world and having to go at people that are just try to make some money and help some people. So yeah, non customer service is fucking terrible, customer service is brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, um,
0: where are we at then with questions then Tom?
1: Yeah, so
2: we have our guest question from Shane.
0: Oh yes, this is literally. quite. This is hot off the press. This it is it? hot off the press. This is literally. Oh, actually, are we going to do that first? We're we going to do the the, the the staple question first, actually, because we you haven't had the staple question yet, which we've really loved. Haven't no. no. So we we've so we'll started... do that and we'll finish do you like on the staples. Chains. So we'll do the staple question. Yeah. yeah. So. So
2: we're keeping a question that we've had from uh, a other previous people. guest,
0: and it's like so, I I think it's a really good one. So, out of all the failures in your life, which one do you cherish the most?
1: Oh.
2: No, I heard this either. on
1: I heard this on one of the pods, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I don't even know how I would answer. Probably that.
2: Dan's. Would... Dan's
1: couldn't answer it. I, it wish was... I wish I'd I wish I put some it's more um, Dan's superhero answer, <laughs> was inspiring. <laughs> and I messaged you and said I was literally funny because I had one page open where I'm looking at RS sevens, and then the other one I'm watching a podcast, and Dan saying I literally don't care what other people think, and I was like, "Fucking, I'd love to be like that." And then it made it makes you look at like how uh, through a different lens, like everything you do, like. What you know, are you trying to prove stuff to the teachers at school that said you'd never achieve anything? Yeah. Or do you know what I mean? And it's, I, I don't know, it's interesting. So, what failure do I cherish the most? Mm. Um, the failure I cherish the most is, nil, um, without sounding too trite, is to, uh, is to, it's blindingly obvious that no, nobody's perfect to anything. I'm not a perfect dad, I'm not a perfect husband or a perfect friend, but nobody is because we're all just fucking animals aren't we 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 are just apes that have you know become civilized you know and and evolved a little bit so yeah it's it's the i think the ability to to know that you're not to know that you fuck up um and to see it and to go like do you know what you know like you go you know i think i'm a good dad and i'm there for my kids and i feel like like I wind my kids up when I pick them up from school. I put the bad boys theme tune on. I put the windows down <laughs> on my car. Class. And like, <laughs> class. like, my car is not a boy racer, is it? But also you could think I'm a bit of a geezer with my yeah. car. Right. So, but, and, and, and it goes, bad, bad boys, what do you, <laughs> and I can see my kids just going, oh no. right? And, but I'll do that to the point where it is genuinely embarrassing them. And then I'm like, oh right, I've got to stop that now. And I rein it in a little bit. And then when they go on a school trip, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, they were on a school trip and my eldest was going past every day for a week, every day for five days, going swimming. And it was like 10 o'clock they would go past. So I got home one day and my missus goes to me, she goes, you know it's the last day Alba's swimming today, aren't you? Yeah, she goes, you threaten to wear your banana suit as the bus goes past every day. And I was like, She's not going to be expecting it. She, she goes, no, she goes." So when's it going past? She goes, 10 minutes. I was like, Roger, it's piercing now rain. <laughs> it was like February, piercing now rain. So I get my banana suit on. Yeah. I can't even remember why I bought the banana suit in the first place. And I go up there, and as the coach goes past, I start doing my banana dance like this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's like that's like the the level of like the... When I take it to a seven, it's funny and everybody enjoys it. But when I take the turning up to school every day doing the bad boys with I've got like a yeah. I'm going to say mental note, like a pretend stuffed crow called Carl and <laughs> Carl dun- dances out the passenger window like, just to really like, hammer it uh, and then and, like, and Albert's like she's like dad it is a little bit embarrassing I'm like yeah okay mate so I reign in a little bit so yeah no, like knowing any failure as long as it doesn't destroy you you know what is it Nietzsche like yeah. whatever doesn't kill you and all that sort of yeah. stuff that's been bastardized so many times but there's a reason why it's a cliche yeah alright cool I like that a lot, a lot.
2: good 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 um shane's question then no hang on oh, so no. There's, there's another More one that one. i want to do and just because i know it'll make fucking dan <laughs> laugh is it true that the liver queen washes her boobs with grappler soap
1: the liver queen <laughs> the liver queen <laughs> what did i say on that is like the liver king uses uses grappler soap <laughs> The Liver Queen uses Doctor Sasquatch because she is a Sasquatch, <laughs> and I was like, people like, oh, you should tag the Liver King in this. I'm like, I don't think he's gonna like that too much. Ooh, nearly. Oh, nearly. Oh, I did spill a bit. Sorry. Ah, I use my 130 pound fucking fine to it. <laughs> Clean there. <air, laughs> clean carpets. Clean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. oh, yeah. no. and, I, and that's the funny thing about Liver King as well, like someone some that guy you were saying about with the adverts, yeah, with the customer service, he was like, You should stop idolising people like Liver King and get some better get some better heroes. I was like, you fucking dope, right? But the thing about Liver King, why it's like it's disappointing as well because it hey He's obviously on the gear, right? But a lot of people, I suppose, don't know that, right? And you yeah. think you could just get that by eating, eating liver and following the ancestral tenet. The ancestral tenets. I was wondering, how many ancestral no. tenets did he uh, uh, make? Them, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, I've done all of them. <laughs> right. I, like, I like what he's saying, right? And if you if you like, listen to any of his podcasts, and, he, and he's a very, don't get me wrong, it's going to sound mad now, he's a very like, honest and open guy. Now yeah. he's been found out about that. And who, who knows whatever else he's considered, I don't know, but he's bullied and he struggled to fit in and then he became this guy and he fitted in and he made a load of money and then he became the liver king and he made loads more money Mm. and he's and he's you can tell he genuinely wants people to like live healthier lives and be active he's like shield right well don't don't be exposed like all this shit radiation all the time like yeah i don't know if i go with that but you know sleep fight like rest play laugh i don't know what if that's what they are but like it's good advice like but you don't spend ten K a month on um, HGH. And then <laughs> yeah. tell everyone you're naive
0: <laughs> And tell everyone you're naive No, yeah. you're true. Do you know what you should do another spin off you should do an Andrew Tate one, I think.
1: What's that? Do an Andrew Ooh. Tate one. Andrew Tate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Top, top, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top G. Top G uses a uh, graphers, so I like the top G.
1: Tom has said Tom got me into doing a um, a uh, Goggins one.
0: Ah. And i have been thinking yeah. about how
1: I'm gonna do it, but also like to do it to do it properly, I'd have to have someone like driving along next to me because it's always his wife filming out the yeah. car isn't it and, and i want to do it and i want to do it well but then i was like how would people know that i'm david goggins because okay i'll be doing a goggins impression and saying goggins in it but i am not a black fellow yeah so like and you can't you can't like do blackface and black up now no you can't do that so am i going to look like goggins will people know it's me but then i don't look like liverking either so no i don't know
0: it's interesting. I think you should comment below, guys. What parody
2: should uh, oh, a soap or, do
1: next? Or should he just shut the fuck up? No, no keep no, doing
0: reckon, you. I reckon, I everyone loves it.
2: You run a competition every month, and one of your followers. Yeah, get people to do it. No, ask do it. me. Oh that would yeah. be so bad though yeah. and, and also like I, I can't feel like the banana give suit what the people want
1: it gets the people going. Suit. I <laughs> feel like the
2: banana suit has to come
1: out now yeah. the banana suit you know the day after I did the banana suit one and I, and I did film it and I put it on Facebook like it's good fun if you can make people laugh like what a uh, again it's going to sound trite what a fucking gift in it if you can yeah. if you can do something funny and make someone laugh right because um, you know I love, love, love quotes like most men leave lead lives of quiet desperation it's so fucking true mm. you can make someone laugh about something you, know, you see him oh mate that was so funny so I put it up at, the next day Joe Marler did a, a, did a video in a banana suit <laughs> it was so funny because he'd done it he'd done it as a reel and he timed yeah. it where he's just dancing with a banana and the next thing he's in his banana suit <laughs> okay. and it was an advert for like those boxer shorts he's promoting yeah. Um, but yeah like yeah it's good fun to it's good fun to have a laugh and be silly I, yeah that might be an idea with the suggestions it'll have to be suggestions because like one of my major failings is you can't tell me what to do you can't like i i'm very proud of this i'm the only man you went to senai's yeah you saw the lifeboat station Mm -hmm. there's a so I was a in right there for oh, this what, is this eight what nine you told years. Or what you jumped off? Yeah yeah. Oh, so God. so what I didn't tell you was on on that lifeboat station there's a there's a plaque there from the St Ives lifeboat disaster. My great great uncle was one of the guys that died in that. I'm very proud of like the, yeah. the heritage I've got in St Ives and and that's really cool. But yeah, the pier that goes out there, the lifeboat pier, mm. um, west pier is it called? So we used to go and jump off that. We used to go to a nightclub on a Thursday night called Twilight Zone. It was real rough in a rough part of Cornwall. Used to go there as young men, doing what young men do. Go back, jump off the pier, swimming. So I got there like two or three hours late. Um, I said, "Right, I'm going to go jump off the pier." They're like, bassy the tide's out, mate. It was out when we got here, and you're like three hours late, so you can't jump off the pier." I was like, "I can fucking jump off anything." So they're like, "No, no, 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 you can't. No, you can't." I was like, "Yes, I can." So they thought they talked me out of it. Anyway, I jumped off the pier. <laughs> um, then I was doing other shit, silly shit, like kicking stuff and all this sort of stuff. Then I jumped off the back wall of the pier, because they said that nobody could jump off the back wall of the pier. And this is like about 27 yeah, feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, when I was listening to the message, I am stood next to the thing. I was yeah. like, fuck. So I'm the only man alive, oh sorry, the only man in history to jump off St. Louis pier at the Tide Out, which I'm very <laughs> proud of. Um, I don't know if anybody will ever join me in the club. Um, I'm not advising it. I did break my foot. I was in the Navy at the time. I had to tell them it was a gardening accident, helping my dad out, and a and a stone fell on my foot um yeah uh and I was found so my little brother at the time um he's now a warrant officer in the Royal Marines at the time he was a takeaway chef <laughs> he got woke up by somebody he went to school with he phoned him and said um, have you got an older brother and he went yeah 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 why he goes, um, he's outside the Golden Lion. He's got a broken leg. He's bollock naked and he's demanding <laughs> service. <laughs> so I've gone to, to the pub that we, we like worked in. my yeah. friend's pub. Um, I was trying to get a pint and the, the ambulance turned up and there's a crowd, there's ambulance and people, there trying to talk me out of it. And I'm looking at this, this foot and I can still remember looking at it. It was perfectly fine. In reality, there was a bone coming through it and blood everywhere. But I was looking at it. It was fine, honestly. <laughs> so I made a deal with the ambos. I was like, listen guys, you're causing a scene like it's very embarrassing you're causing a scene but I'll help you out if you go around the corner I'll hop around there like no you can't hop around you've got to go on the stretch I was like there's fucking no chance so they drove around the corner and I hopped around the corner went off to hospital and yeah I broke my foot oh god so another tangent
2: sorry we go. it's all good it's fine right so last question and this is the guest question oh yes if you could lose any limb and still do jiu-jitsu
1: what limb would you lose if I could lose any limb and still do jiu-jitsu well, I don't think my jiu-jitsu would suffer if you amputated me at the neck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would probably um, oh, take, it, take your leg. Take it for jiu-jitsu, take your leg because, like, yeah, don't have to worry about heel hooks on that side, no problem. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely go with that
2: take your leg. Fair yeah, enough. take your leg. Take my leg. I like That's it. That's all good. That's
1: it for questions, man. Wicked. Lovely.
0: Well, again, obviously viewers and listeners, obviously thanks for tuning in for this one. Mate, again, thanks obviously sponsoring the podcast for stuff. Obviously, we can't no, it's a pleasure. from the rooftops of how good the get out to is. make sure
1: um everybody comes on, gets a bar soap and um the guys that have already been on, if you are in comms with them or if sure. you're not if they watch this, tell them to get hold of me or you guys send me their address or whatever and I'll just ping them out some soap. Thank you. Well um,
0: again, really appreciate everything from there. Um like I said, obviously, good luck obviously with the beachfront BJJ. Obviously, that sounds thank like you. absolutely awesome. It's yeah, gonna be great. It
1: doesn't need any luck that it's gonna yeah. be
0: Um and then yeah, obviously we will probably bump into each other in the future. I imagine sure, different mate. events all the time. Um and then yeah, obviously thanks for coming on, but really appreciate it, dude. So pleasure,
1: mate, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you.